0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm LaToya Johnson, host for the New Books Network. And I have with me today the winner of the Carnegie Medal for Best Children's Book, the author whose novel, Billy Elliot, has been adapted into both a film and a musical, an author who has created an encyclopedic collection of children's in YA books, the Melvin Burgess, and he's here to discuss his new book, Loki, a retelling about the life and times of the trickster god from Norse mythology. Welcome, Melvin. Thank you for
0: being here with me. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here.
1: Is it true this is your first adult fiction?
0: It's my very first adult fiction. Yes. Wow! Mm-hmm.
1: Wow! And 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 Loki is the Loki is the subject.
0: I've always I've always been keen on North mythology, and Loki Loki really has to be everyone's everyone's favourite god. Really, don't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, for you know, he's a bit thuggish, isn't he? Odin, I don't know, you know, but Loki, Loki's Loki's fun. He's got a sense of humor. He likes his sense of humor.
1: Yes. Now many of us are only familiar with Marvel's depiction of Loki as opposed to the North mythology around him. And in both genres, he's he's a pretty contentious character. So what was it about Loki that pulled his story to you? <sighs>
0: Well, you know, as I say, sense of humour. That's the first thing. Um, A trickster. Everybody loves a trickster. Um, that's, That's always something that's just appealed to me. He's clever. I like a clever god. They're not all... They're not all very clever, are they? Clever, clever isn't a thing that you get very much uh, with gods. I mean, Thor, as I say, you know, not, maybe not the brightest stick in the bunch. Those sort of things appeal to me. Uh, you know, the, the, the colour, the personality and the complexity of the personality. Because on the one hand, you know, if you look at um, trickster figures around the world, you know, and Nancy the spider and so forth, they, they kind of get up to all sorts of stuff. But Loki Loki gets up to some really serious stuff you know there's 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 um there's murder in the air isn't there there's some there's some quite serious things going on there so um and at the same time he's attractive and that's a that's a, that's a peculiar thing and I think that that sort of complexity that attractive attractive bad boy we all love a bad boy don't we <laughs> and the smooth talking as well and I think at the moment you know I mean you know he's called the um the father of lies uh loki and i kind of feel there's a lot of lying going on in the world today you know i think i think on both sides of the pond we've seen quite a bit of lying lately haven't we Mm -hmm. so i thought i think loki probably feels as though his time has come lying lying gets you places doesn't it (laughs) yes we
1: we uh we are very much privy to loki's um currently um and in speaking of of loki's character in the book the reader is privy to him observing a lot of what's going on around him and making insightful judgments, if I might say, even altering his behavior at times to meet the needs of his community, which is probably something uh, that a Marvel Loki fans probably aren't used to. Was it intentional to portray Loki's demeanor in this way?
0: Well, in the... You know the, um, the you know I'm a, I, you know, I like the Marvel films I, I enjoy watching them I, I you know I don't have any problem with them and of course these um, these mythological characters are anyone's to do with as they will but um, uh, the, uh, the the Loki that you come across in the Norse myth isn't 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 the same character and he you know I suppose typically if you were to find a typical Loki story in, in Norse mythology he gets the gods into the most terrible trouble and then gets them out of it. You know, he gets them out of it. He saves them. He saves their bacon time and time and time again until eventually he just goes too far. So he, he's always had that 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 quality of uh, of being a really bad boy, but but you kind of need him. You know, he's a fixer. He can sort things out. You know, and if you're in trouble somehow or other, he's 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 going to find a way out of it. Uh, the fact that he probably got you into that trouble in the first place is unfortunate, but these things happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, what's actually pretty endearing about the the novel is that Loki speaks directly to the reader, which is something mm-hmm. that I wasn't I wasn't expecting. Mm. Um, why was it important for him to do that?
0: Well, the idea of the novel uh, is is that um, you know we all know, don't we, that that history is written by the winners. And uh, in the end, Loki ends up his his his, his days, you know, imprisoned um, deep underground with a, a venomous serpent dripping on him. So you couldn't really describe him as being much of a winner. And uh, consequently, maybe, maybe certainly, according to Loki, uh, those stories have got a bit of spin to them. You know, maybe there's a bit of a bit of propaganda. Maybe the Asgard propaganda has gotten in the way, and he wants to take the opportunity to present himself. In a different way. So it's important that he has the opportunity uh, uh, to talk directly to us, partly because, um, you know, he he's always been um, uh, traditionally he's, he's got a silver tongue. Loki can talk his way out of anything. Uh, 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 and he has got quite an uphill task to convince us to really He's a good guy he's on our side that's what he wants to convince us of and he's, he's quite an uphill task so all those reasons make it um important for the book but um you know on, on a personal level i do love i do love a good voice i do love a good first person voice and um when i started the book i i sat down and i um i you know i i i i i'd like to say i looked I looked for Loki, or possibly Loki looked for me, and um, you know that voice came quite early on. Really, that that voice, that smart, clever, you know, cajoling, you know, funny, uh, irreverent, um, ir- irreverent voice came came along. And uh, once once that was there, really, uh, I, I felt that my job was just to stand back and. Let him tell his own story, so uh, you know, and I did enjoy I have to say I, I had more fun writing that book than anything else I've written for a very long time. I, I adored the voice and I, I almost felt as though you know it was um, it was the God speaking through me. I could get out of the way and let him get on with it so on a personal level I just I just enjoyed writing the book in that way
1: and what was your research process like if at all
0: well um, i've known the norse myths for a long time um when i was when i was a a child my dad who worked for um, a publisher called oxford university press for a while um, and they they did myths and legends from around the world and there was a book called uh, tales of the norse gods and heroes by barbara leone Picard. that was my first introduction uh to the norse myths and um you know, I I've still got a copy of that on my shelves, and uh, I really fell in love with the, with the stories then, and with the characters then, and, and of course with Loki, uh, with with Loki himself. So um, I've known I, I've known Loki since I was a child. Also um, earlier, I, I did write some um, some other stuff set in in, in Norse times, the Volsunga Saga, which is. Uh, um, I suppose, uh, has got a lot of themes in it that um, fans of Tolkien will be familiar with. Tolkien was a professor of Anglo-Saxon, and he, he'd he read all those epics. He'd read all those sagas. So all of that comes, comes from there. So I'd done that. Um, I did um, go back to the sources. It's always a good while going back to the sources. Um, the poetic editor, the prose edda, various bits and pieces that have survived – uh, written down in Iceland and Norway right in the early part of the Christian era up there. So yes you know basically you you read the stuff. People of uh, Neil Gaiman has uh, has done a recent retelling of uh, of the North Myths. I had a look at that. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Now Loki there are quite a few characters in this novel. Were there any that you found difficult to write?
0: Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't know, they were all seen through Loki's eyes, so that kind of gives you an in right from the start, I suppose. Um, I was... Uh, Loki's uh, Loki's wife, uh, who's who's the mother of his three terrible children... Um, she, she, she was an interesting character. I had to. There's very little about her. There's very little about the goddesses in general. And uh, consequently, they're the ones where you're kind of starting from scratch. We know a little bit about Freya, um, a fertility goddess. Um, there's a little bit about Thor's wife, Sif, a little bit about Frigg, but there's a whole host of, of goddesses that we know nothing about. Angraboda, according to Loki, was uh, a goddess. Uh, according to the old stories, she was a giant, a Jotun, and, um, and so I had to kind of, I had to kind of invent her. You get little clues about the uh, the, the god the goddesses because their names usually mean something, and uh, there is a hint that Angroboda is is something of a seer and can can, can foretell the future. At one point, Odin actually gallops down uh, to the underworld in order to consult her. So she's a you know a powerful figure, apart from g- giving birth to a, a serpent that can encircle the earth, a, a girl that's half dead and half alive, and a, a gigantic wolf that's stronger than Thor. She's quite a gal, isn't she really? So you know those, those female characters, I think, were, were the tricky ones, that, that involved the most most invention. <laughs>
1: Uh, was there anything that you wanted to include in the novel that you just couldn't for for whatever reason it didn't really tie into the theme or it just didn't
0: flow yeah there are a few stories you know my very favorite Loki story uh doesn't come out of Iceland and Norway it's uh, from the Faroe Islands and it's uh, a story about a a giant who's a, a fisherman sorry who's really good at chess and um one day, a giant comes along and challenges him and says, well, you know, if, if you win, I'll give you loads of gold. But if uh, if I win, you give me your son. And of course, the fisherman loses. And uh, uh, he then prays to Odin to help him. And Odin tries. But, he, you know, the giant finds the boy. If, if he can hide the boy, the giant will let him go. So Odin tries, fails. Uh, the god Frey has another go and they're turning him into a grain of wheat in a field, you know, or a, a feather on a swan's breast. So it's almost impossible. And then Loki comes along and um, um, he, he succeeds by cheating. <laughs> so, you know, I like that story because he's he's still being Loki. He's still cheating. You know, he's he's still pulling a fast one. But you, you, it's, it's, it's the cheat that you want. I like that one. And I couldn't conclude that and it just didn't, didn't work. Didn't work.
1: Understood. Understood. Well, um, I think the, what I really do want to let everyone know is that Loki will be out May 2nd, which is pub day here in the States. And it's all, it was already released in the UK back in November. So please go pick it up. It is a very interesting, I love it. There's so the. The two chapters that I really liked was uh, the the wall. That was very interesting, very interesting chapter. And then how Thor receives his hammer. That was a story that I hadn't been privy, privy to. So, so go pick up Loki. Anything else you want to tell tell us,
0: Mister um, Yes, you know the uh, the wall story. You know one of the things. Um... What that one reminds me of, you know, is that one of the things that I, um, that I wanted in this book is that, you know, there's a difference between myths and legends by and large, which is is that, you know, myths, this was religion back in the day. You know, it's not like just a cozy story round the fire. It's, 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 um, it's got some sort of dreadful qualities and some, uh, you know, almost spiritual qualities. But because it was in a, a warrior culture, they're quite dark you know it's not it's not exactly christianity is it let's face it it's and um but i did i did enjoy some of those chapters where i felt as though i could i could bring a little bit of the numinous to it the myths are nearly always told in this sort of you know folk tale kind of thing you know you know like um you know the the miller had three sons and one of them did this you know that kind of Brother's grim thing, so one of the things about using loki 's voice and trying to sort of get his the depth of his experience is is that he uh you know yes he 's a god, so it's, there's there's luminosity there there 's something sort of powerful beyond just a good story, and uh, there 's a little bit of that i think in the uh in the wall story when he transforms himself into a mare to lure the stallion away i think there's a uh, we'll say no more about that at this point, Latoya, but you know. It's 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 a, it's it's quite a piece, isn't it? Quite, yes a, quite it a, is a piece of story.
1: <laughs> yes, just thinking about it makes me giggle. So we're not gonna talk about it. If you wanna know, you have to when go pick up Loki the <laughs> May 2nd. <laughs> Wherever you get your novels. Oh, Mr. Melvin, thank you so much for being here with us today.
0: Thank you for having me, Latoya. Thanks for your questions. Interesting, interesting interview. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Melvin Bird is
0: everyone.